You're listening to episode three of the Sovereign Sessions. Welcome to this episode of the Sovereign Sessions podcast. So, my name is Kathleen Salens. I'm the founder of the House of Unfurling, and that is a website where I help women reconnect to their deep wise self and claim their sacred work. So, as a heads up, I'm not sure um, what the quality for this episode will be like because. I'm sitting outside. It's such a gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, almost like summer day. And I'm sitting outside. Um, I'm recording on my iPhone. So I'm not sure how this will go with um, any of the um, surrounding noises like birds <laughs> or anyone using tools in their in their yards. Okay. So in this episode, what I want to talk about is the importance of really deeply listening to your own wise self. So this is a truth um, that underlies all of my work that I do. Any of the programs that I walk other women through, they always start from this one um, element, which is you have to make a choice at one point in your life if you're going to keep listening to other people, if you're going to keep constantly, almost frantic, frantically searching for the expert outside opinion. Um, and in many ways, this is something that we're trained to do. So it's something that most of us will bump into at one point in our lives. But um, what I have found is the women that I work with, they often come to me with this very burning desire. It feels like a burning inside, a burning desire to really explore what else life has to offer because they feel like they've checked all of the check boxes of what it means to be successful in life and to have succeeded at everything. Um, and then they still wake up in the morning and they feel so deeply depleted and so deeply unhappy. And so when this happens for us, we always go through this period of feeling like so guilty and so much shame because, you know, when we look at the world, we do realize that we're very privileged and that there are so many people who just can't even start to dream of having what we have and creating what we have created for ourselves. So there is a lot of almost like guilt, guilting ourselves over the fact that we are still so unhappy. And so we plug into feelings of unworthiness, of um, being a failure, of failing at doing the things exactly as they are meant to be done, because everyone has always told us that if we do all of the things in that specific way, if we achieve all of these goals, then of course we're going to be happy. And that turns out not to be the case. 
So most women, when they come to me, it's because they're at the point where they're ready to look beyond the shame and the guilt. And they're starting to realize that they're not the only ones in this situation. And that actually, maybe there's something else happening here. Maybe there's something else going on. Something that means that they are not necessarily to blame for not finding the happiness that they thought they would um, by following that path. And so they're ready really to start exploring what else is possible for them in their lives. And when they start doing that, when they come to me with that question, it's often the words that they'll use often to describe their own longing that is fueling them on this new path. It's words like, I feel like there's something more for me in life. And I yearn for something that feels deep and much more meaningful and a life that is really fulfilling. And I'm ready to go and explore what exactly that looks like. And so one of the things that I found to be true for everyone on that path is when you're really voicing your desire to start living a life that is so meaningful, so fulfilling and so true to you. It's that you have to let go of the need to only move forward forward with certain decisions in life and certain choices when you feel like they're validated by other people and especially the experts. So that is when you start to really need to trust yourself and trust your own wisdom trust that you know and trust that you're being guided and that whatever is calling you in life is not just something random, not just a a figment of your imagination, but it's something that is welling up from within you, from this deeper, wiser, ancient part of you. And that, that is really guiding you towards everything that you feel so deeply called and drawn to. So for me, this is the number one key when we voice to ourselves and to other people our our desire really to start living a life that feels like so deeply authentic and meaningful. We absolutely have to make that choice. We have to choose. Are we really truly willing to start listening to our own selves and what happens for so many of the women that I work with is that um, there is this unknown territory that you have to learn to traverse and that is the territory of your intuition and so it's a territory of your heart's desires and it's unknown and it's unknown for both people in their 20s and people in their 30s and people in their 60s because it is the domain of the feminine within us and so when we look at the way that we as energetic beings are Um, are built we have 
two very different flavors of energy within us. And one is the energy that is revered throughout society, which is the energy of the masculine. And so I'm still looking for a different word to describe this with because as soon as you pronounce the word feminine or masculine, what happens is that we start to think in gender. But it's actually both feminine and masculine energy are a part of us. You will have this in both men and in women. So both genders have both of these energies within them. Um, but going back to, to the flavour of energy that is absolutely encouraged, encouraged and revered in our society and our culture, it is the energy of the doing. It's the energy of the logical and analytical thinker. It's someone who um, analyzes and sees the world through the mind and is constantly on the lookout for facts and figures is constantly looking at how to get from A to B. And the thing is, this flavour of energy is absolutely necessary for us as whole and complete energetic beings in our lives. So we walk through life and we need that type of energy to help us um, achieve certain goals, to help us move forward on certain projects, to help us um, build towards our dreams. So we absolutely need that type of energy. For instance, if like me, you run a business, if you don't lean into that flavor of energy within you, then you will find that it's much harder to move forward with your business and to get things done with that within your business and so the problem is of course when you live in a culture where we think that only one of these two energetic flavors within a human being has any value um, and that's what has happened when we then look to the feminine energy, that is the energy of flowing. It's the energy of dancing with life, of dancing with the unknown, of flirting even with the mystery of, of it all. It's an energy that is like, like a, a river. It's deep, it, ha it has hidden depths. And sometimes it flows calmly and sometimes it's like very, it has a lot of turbulence. Um, and that refers to the way that our emotions flow through us. That again, the way that our emotions flow through our being is a very feminine flowing of energy within us. And again, this is something that is true for both genders. Like when we look at things from a uh, gendered perspective, like purely based on physical, sexual characteristics of, of a person, it doesn't matter what you identify as, you will have both the masculine and the feminine energies within you. Another thing about the feminine energy is, so she dances with mystery, she loves the mystery, she actually thrives within the mystery. 
and she is flowing through life, through days, through moments, through experiences, and responding to that, not in a logical way, but in that emotional and deeply intuitive way. So as an entertaining break, um, I don't know if you'll be able to hear this on the recording, but um, our chickens are actually having a very heated animated discussion. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so going back to the feminine, the feminine is also, she rules, she's the queen of the domain of the intuitive within us. And she's also the part of us that envisions, like she's the one with the bold dreams and the bold desires and the big visions. And she does not just invent these, she brings through the visions and desires and dreams from within the mystery or what you could call from beyond the veil. So she is in tune with um, a much wider and larger experience and perspective of life. The way that the feminine within you experiences life is like she is walking through several dimensions as one. It's a very visceral felt experience and it is in that way that she brings forth or pulls through or receives um, the visions and the dreams and the desires. And so when we then look at the way that in our culture and society we have been taught, we have been taught to revere everything that is action-focused, productive, linear, that can be explained, that is um, focused on doing. And then we have been told that anything that is in the realm of the imagination is frivolous and it's like daydreaming and it's something that you should be ashamed for doing because that is not what a, product, a, a productive human being in the society does, right? You have no value for society if you don't get in line and strive to be like everyone else and strive to be ultra productive. And so the, the feminine energy within all of us has been shamed and rejected and actively like pushed down and um, like banished even, demonized you could say, because she is flowing. So we don't like flowing. We especially don't like flowingness in terms of the more flowing beauty of the feminine and she has been demonized because she is inhabiting that realm of dreams and, and visions which from the outside often looks as if nothing is happening so from the outside um, that doesn't look productive and so it's been it's it's something that we feel is almost like wrong to do to focus on or to spend time in and then the same thing is is true for everything that has to do with emotions and everything that has to do with intuition 
So imagination, flowing, emotions, mystery, daydreaming, envisioning, um, intuition, all of that within us is in the domain of more our feminine energy. And it's really been blacklisted by our society and culture. And what that means in practical terms is when we, and that can be a man or a woman, so whatever gender or even, you know, I talk about men and women, but I do also include binary identifications. So whatever gender definition you identify with, there's a masculine within you, there's a feminine within you, and most of us in the society will have a really hard time venturing into the domain of our feminine. So I've definitely had this um, experience in my own journey. So I spent like 37 years of my life within that very masculine type of energy. And then when that no longer really worked for me um, and I started to explore more of this domain of the feminine, it really was hard because I was in such resistance to everything that was labeled the feminine, that felt like the feminine, because the feminine, in the way that I had been taught, was weak and frivolous and just bad in all of the ways. <laughs> so, and I see this um, in, in the women who come uh, into my containers, they have the same issue when they feel like it's necessary for them to start to reclaim parts of themselves that they feel are missing. So I, I think that all of us come into this work with the sense that we're not really fully who we truly could be. And so it's like a process of reclaiming and excavating parts of ourselves that we are, ourselves have rejected or are simply not aware are even there. And so in that process, we often run into quite a lot of resistance towards anything that has to do with specifically more those feminine ways of being and relating to the world. And so for most of, um, of my clients, again, one of the biggest part of the parts of the work is the reclaiming of their own inner wise self. So it's the reclaiming really of that part of you that is so deeply connected to the world around you and to like the invisible realms. And it's also the part of you that is just has so much wisdom to offer, like your hearts and your guts and your brain can all work together in guiding you towards a more complete, comprehensive and cohesive way of moving forward in life. Whereas what we've been taught to do in our society is really to rely just on one part of our logic. So one part of our wisdom, which is the part of our wisdom that resides within the brain and is completely, solely logical. So we're looking to bring forward a more 
comprehensive way of um, tuning into our own wisdom and knowing, being aware of the fact that that is something bigger than just working with your logical, analytical brain. And the reason why I bring this up today in this episode is because I feel like in these times it becomes even more important to start to deeply, deeply reconnect to your own wise self. Because when we look around, what we see is that there is no longer one truth. And, you know, in reality, there never has been. But it has seemed for a really long time as if we were all kind of agreed on what life was all about, what was real, what wasn't real, what was to be expected from life, what possibilities and potentials we have as humans, what we can do to affect and create effects in the world around us. Um, And the sense of almost like a, a truth that we agreed upon. But when we start to look around now in this absolute upheaval that we've started to experience a couple of weeks ago, something that no one could see coming, um, at least not, I think, most of the human population couldn't see, couldn't see coming. And it's like this drastic upheaval. And what you're starting to see when you pay attention to what people are posting and talking about is that there are so many different truths. Truths. And it's important to talk about this because for you individually, it's going to be absolutely crucial going forward in life that you start to make very conscious decisions about what kind of truth you will put your energetic focus and energy behind. So what I mean by that is, for instance, um, first, there is a lot of talks around the internet um, that talk about this virus as being man-made, as being part of a scheme to go into a police world, not even state, a police world. And so there's a lot of talk about the vaccines, there's a lot of talk about prominent figures in um, entertainment industry, in technology industry, in politics, um, and really talking about their malicious designs for humanity and our world. And then there's other truths that are being mentioned um, where it's like Mother Nature is just propagating and propelling this virus um, throughout humanity because she's fed up with what we've done so far. Um, So it's like this burning of the world um, from a more world energetic nature perspective and then there are different truths still Um, like my truth is absolutely different from both of those Um, and I might share it (laughs) just later on in this episode 
Um, but for now, what I really want to invite you to do is to start to become very, very, very conscious and aware of what narratives and stories that you are accepting as truth without really investigating. And when I say investigating, I mean bringing it back to your own wise self and what that energy within you has to say about things. Because here's the thing, you now have this split happening in human consciousness. And the way that I see it, it's a split between people who are and will continue to choose to seek for answers outside of themselves. And then the other group of people are people who are really being shook awake by what is happening in their lives. And I don't even mean shook awake in a spiritual sense. I just mean it's like the blinders fall off and they're looking at their lives and they're seeing that they were on like this high-speed train and actually they have missed five years of their lives with their children and they've headed for nowhere in a sense and they're just coming to their senses and starting to be much more aware about what they're wanting to choose and create going forward. So that split, um, when you look at the first group of people, I want to dive into that a bit more because it's so crucial, so important that you really, really get this and that you yourself can start to choose what, you know, what, which of these two parts, parts that you're really going to take. So the first group of people is um, scared, and is operating in this world right now with the desire to be saved and to be told what to do. And if you think about it, that is kind of the way that most of us have lived our lives. It's looking towards the expert, um, expecting that the people in charge will, will come up with the solutions and having this general sense like, there's not, nothing we really can do. There's nothing I can do because I'm just one tiny little small human and I don't have the expertise. So really feel into that, how that has been one of the biggest programs that all of us have been running these past decades, even centuries. And it's so important to really understand the energy behind that that you feel into what that feels like. Because another thing that I really want to share with you here and now is that, you know, I'm not here wanting to point fingers and laughing at people who seemingly don't get it, okay? That is not the point of this podcast episode. I'm simply inviting you to become so hyper-aware of the different dynamics that are playing out in our world and of the different possibilities that are available to you right now. There is a lot of upheaval in the world. There's a lot of newness in a way because no, no one, you know, 
really saw this coming. No one is prepared. We're all just walking through this as it's happening. And it brings with it so much potential for reinvention and for refocusing your choice. So when I talk about that first group of people, which I don't count myself a part of anymore, but I used to be. So when I look at that first group of people, I'm not pointing my finger. I'm simply saying that is one of the potential tracks that you can still step onto and, and move forward with from, from this situation, right, going forward. And just be aware that when you do that, um, you are essentially plugging into your own fear and letting fear kind of send you. It's almost like running in, in, in circles, like in an absolute panic and not knowing what to do. And that is such a frightful thing to experience that you are handing over all of your power towards to other people. You're like handing over your power. You're saying like, okay, I don't know what to do. Please tell me what to do, what to say, what to choose, how this is going to work out. Okay. And then there is the second group of people um, who, like I said, are really being shaken awake in their own lives to the kind of life that they have been lead, leading and the kind of choices that, that they have been making. And especially also the choices that they have not been making based on fear or a sense of hopelessness or a sense of being hypnotized by what is being portrayed as the single one track to success in life, success and happiness. So if you prefer to stay very conscious coming out of this and not go back to that more hypnotized kind of disempowered way of living, if you want to stay firmly standing in your own shoes and with a lot of clarity as you move through your days, a lot of clarity when it comes to the choices that you're making, the actions that you're making, taking, um, if you want to stand very firmly and solidly anchored in this space of choosing and potential and possibility minute by minute by minute by minute then you are going to have to start to look at what everyone else is saying even the experts even the people in charge even the mentors and celebrities that you really admire, you're going to have to always start to look at them with that same very hyper-aware gaze. And when you read what they share, when, they, when you listen to what they share, always bring it back to you and always check back in with your own wise self. How does this resonate for, him, for me? How does this land for me? How does this make me feel? Does this 
correspond to my own values and preferences in life. So those are four questions that I would really invite you to start asking yourself almost constantly because those are the questions that will first um, remind you that you have the right at any given moment and no matter whom you are having this um, person-to-person or more global conversation with, it's a reminder to yourself that you get to always bring it back to you and check in with yourself and only take what resonates with you, what feels true to you, okay? What I have learned over the past years of, of doing this work, of coaching other women in really guiding them back to their own wise self, And in a way, reclaiming that authority over their lives and their decisions and their future. The thing that this has taught me is that it's really easy to um, kind of go numb and on autopilot and navigate your life just randomly. And it really becomes so important to always take it back to your own wise self and the reason for that is that in my experience there simply isn't just one truth about life and about what is right for you so you know just even just look at your best friend and you um, you might have met in the same kind of environment so you may have both both even done the same kind of studies you may have ended up in the same kind of um, work environments and choices. I'm pretty sure that you would say that there are some things that you absolutely disagree on. And that is because you are two different persons. And that is because certain things simply don't land or jive or resonate with what you as a person think is important in life. So your core values and your preferences, okay? So in this world, in this time, I would really invite you to constantly start to bring it back to you, your own truth, and to start using that as your guiding principle for your choices and decisions. And I think it's so important to do this, especially also because what I have found is that when you walk through life looking at what other people have to say and especially the people in charge you give what they have to say more weight right it feels like it's more important than what for instance your mother would say Um, what happens is when you do that is that you will end up with a sense of powerlessness which then plugs into a sense of or a feeling of hopelessness because all of your ideas you feel are just like stupid little ideas and you're just one person and you don't really feel like you can really contribute to any meaningful change in the world, 
like this sense of I would say despair and hopelessness and absolute disempowerment like you're just one little cog in a machine and the machine continues to go in a certain direction and you have no influence over where it goes and that is a very 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 scary place to be in and I think you will agree with that if you have to live your life in that way you will grow old and you will end up one day looking back at your life and you will say what exactly have I done <laughs> I've listened to other people I've let that keep me from my dreams I've let that make choices that I felt were important but I felt like just didn't wouldn't even matter and I haven't really done anything to help build the vision that I had in my heart of what is possible for us as humans, for this planet, for this world, or on a smaller scale for my family, my loved ones. So I for one have had enough with any sense of or any feeling of hopelessness and disempowerment and any sense of despair. That is not how I choose to move forward in my life. And, you know, in all honesty, there are days when I sit with my guidance and what comes through is this incredible, like, these ideas that sometimes I find myself go into a bit of doubt around because it feels big. You know, and again, I'm just one little tiny human. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm, I'm very firmly rooted in my decision. And that decision is to walk forward and try <laughs> every day to do little things that will create change and effect in my own life. And even maybe in a wider sense. Okay. And that to me has brought such incredible change to the way that I experience my own own life. So I think very often when we talk about impact, um, we're again, based on our society, we're very quick to focus on numbers and figures. And we have this kind of sense that we can only say that we are making an impact when it's massive and hugely visible. But at, at the same time, what I've found for myself is that impact is very much about how you feel about your life and the things that you contribute on a day-to-day -day basis. And that is something that I would really hope that you take away from this episode. This sense of hope and a sense of possibility and potential and the sense that if you choose the path of listening to your own truth and guidance and deciding that you will do whatever it takes day by day by day to create something meaningful, something on a small scale or something on a bigger scale, but that you really will put your energy, your energetic focus, your intention, your heart and your soul, your energy behind that I think you'll find that the way that you experience your life becomes like so deeply, deeply fulfilling and meaningful. 
and that is something that I hope you'll get to experience for yourself. So to end this discussion, there's a couple of resources that I want to mention to you because I know that you listening, um, you're tuning in from very different spaces and places within your own life's journey. Some of you are my soul sisters and you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've experienced this yourself. Yeah, like I said, all of this is not just a concept, it's a felt experience. But for some of you, I know that all of this is quite new. So first, if you're new to even considering stepping into a reclaiming of the feminine energies, of deepening into your own intuitive guidance, your own wisdom, then there is um, a there's, there's actually a couple of resources that you will find on my website that are free for you to download um, and that will really start to help you move forward with this. But there's also uh, one beautiful course experience that I want to mention to you and that is um, our foundational training within the House of Unfurling is called Awaken to Your Soul and it's like I just I love it so much. <laughs> Whenever I talk to people who go through the course or whenever I kind of go back in um, into the training to, you know, add some things or to, to upload some new, new things, um, I'm just always just so deeply, deeply grateful that this work like has come through me and that is now, that is now available to anyone um, who is looking for this type of very deep kind of beautiful reconnection to their own intuitive self and it's something that I created based on my own work that I've done in my own journey also based on the questions that I get the most from my clients private uh, coaching clients and also from the work that I've done um, the investments that I've done in working with um, mentors and taking programs um, it's like a reflection of everything that I've learned, all of, the, all of the things that my own soul has kind of just brought through as a really beautiful introduction um, that is going to take you really deep in that connection with your own wise inner self. And it's also going to help you experience what it feels like to walk through life in a very embodied experience of that connection. Like I always say that when we start to reconnect to our own intuition, it's not something that we do by just pulling a couple of tarot cards a couple of times a week. The goal of reconnecting to your intuitive wisdom um, when you feel guided to do that is not just to kind of connect with your own higher self and your soul self and your spirit team. It doesn't end there. The goal is really to bring it into a very deeply embodied and felt experience that you carry with you as you walk through life and that will guide and inform your decisions and actions. That is the ultimate goal of reconnecting to your intuitive wisdom and your deep wiser self. Okay, So that resource is available to you. You can find it on my website um, under 
I think if you just go to my website and then forward slash awaken, um, you're going to find all of the details there and you can uh, join that course today if you want to. It's going, it's going to start with the first module becoming immediately available to you upon enrollment. So, you know, it's available, it's there for you. If you feel guided and called into that work, then I think that this is a really beautiful, supportive and empowering resource. And then what I also want to mention is um, <clears throat> I've just published on my website, uh, on the blog, a workbook. Um, you have to leave your email to get it, but then you will receive it in your inbox. And it's a workbook. It's like over 30 pages. <laughs> yeah, um, it's quite a lot, but it's like 25 questions that I have taken from my own journaling practice and that I um, want to offer to you in these times because and I know a lot of us um, are really feeling like this is like a tipping point moment and we have to or we want to or we feel cold to start making decisions about what what our vision for the future will be okay our vision for our own lives going forward but also our vision for the world you know we're all global citizens and I think it's really important that we all at least do that work of envisioning. So I also know that if you've never done this before, um, it can be a bit difficult to even know where to start. So that is why I created this workbook. Okay, it's 25 questions. Um, you'll definitely want to take some time to sit with the questions, to do your own writing, to tune in with your own self and see what comes up okay <laughs> again it's not a logical necessarily a logical kind of exercise it's more really tapping into your own heart and your own sense of what is possible for you and for the world going forward and so that is something that is crucial okay basically this is the wrap up for this whole episode it's tuning to your own heart um, don't let your brain dictate what is possible or not, but really let it come from deep within you, that vision for what is possible, our potential as a human race, as a collective, as individuals and this planet. So that is my invitation to you. And if you want to, um, feel free to go to my website. Um, it's again, just my website name and then for, forward, slash, uh, forward slash 25 questions. So 25 in numbers and then questions um, and that will bring you to the page where you can sign up to receive that workbook okay so thank you so much for tuning in I hope that you're well I hope that you have felt that sense of hope and possibility that is really it's really swirling around our hearts and our minds and our hopes and our dreams um, you're not alone in feeling that kind of calling to envision something new going forward. And it's my absolute pleasure to bring you this episode and the workbook and the course to help you and support you with that. All my love and we'll speak again soon. Bye. Dude.